0: pretty fucking you chill I ha- are you ready for a nice tape? no uh, i do love smashing pumpkins though. Uh, there we go all right that was lovely i think that was off vacation that was too super chill so th- right before we get our energy up here for this for the tapes i can't read lips i'm sorry Oh, okay, that's what he wants on his thing. It's okay, we haven't really, it's we started, but not really. Like, this is all just sort of be. this will be be real <laughs> I, I don't I don't. have, know any terminology. Uh, okay, so, uh, but we want to make sure everybody comes in, and then we're going to close the door. So, come in, come in, come in, come in, if you're coming in, and if you're not coming in, wait till the comedian's done, because it'll be loud and annoying if you open the door in the middle of someone's set. So, there's that. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> warm I'll try to warm you guys up knock knock Jesus Jesus I know did that guy exist or what (laughs) so glad we're on the same page Jesus who (laughs) did he write the Bible or some shit what I don't know what that was about Uh, my favorite Bible verse is Leviticus uh, 2012 which is if you sleep with your father-in-law you should both be stoned (laughs) surprise love to be stoned (laughs) yeah Anybody else ever smoke so much weed they forget how their own shower works? <laughs> Does that happened to you, just me? Hot, cold, what's happening? I'm airbnb in my own home, ah! What's all this cat litter on the ground for? That's, <laughs> paying a lot for this place, it's crazy. Uh, all right, so, hey, are you getting some different music for the fills? Cause this is, it's gotta be upbeat for the fills. It's gotta be in between each comedian, it's gotta be like, either metal or like, something like loud and super fun. Just to remind everybody, the purpose here is to get a good tape. So Cody, looking at your phone ain't going to fly. You got to be engaged because otherwise everyone's going to have a shitty tape. If we're just going to have this, honestly, I'm paying $15 a video for this. So if you guys want to say fuck it and you don't want it, that's cool with me, because I don't, but but I want you to have good tapes, but if we, I just don't want it to be an exercise in futility that we all sort of, are. You, do you know, does everybody understand what I'm saying? Okay, good. It's just, and it's weird, something's weird in the Gestalt right now, because last night at Milk Bar with Terry's, were you there, The Terry's thing was, George, see now I'm worried that I have to run the board and get someone else to host, because I'm like, I'm such a control freak too, I'm like. But I want, well, no, (laughs) the purpose is, okay. The door is still open. People are outside. There's somebody with a bottle. I mean, it's just that once we're in, we're in, and I, because I don't want the door to open and close. The point is that I want you all to have really good tapes, and that's why I'm doing this for you, and I just want them to be good. But I'm sorry you have to be your own audience. There was an audience last night. It's a Monday. I don't know what to tell you. uh Okay. Oh, uh, one, it's, you're doing, you know what five minutes feels like. Um, I'll stick a, okay, I'll, (laughs) I'll, I'll be standing there. I'll be standing in that corner, and I'll go like this. So I have a white piece of paper and a pen, and I'll wave it in the air. And that is, it's a rose. It's a rose. So... Hey, we're already filming, everything's great. Hey, everybody, welcome to Make the Tapes! <laughs> Yay! That is the kind of energy that you are gonna keep up for your first performer of the night. Clap your hands together. It's John Garside
1: Oh, thank you very much. Also known as Big British, John, because, you know, British and... Um, this ain't going away anytime soon. Good evening, how are you? This is a version of the accent you could have had, but no, you decided treason was the way out of it. You, you decided to make tea with the water from Boston Harbor. Um, would you do that now? Would you do it with sewage in it back then? I mean, sure, the Patriots, but uh, I I get that. I'm not a Brady fan either. Uh, I played professional rugby for many years. Uh, We don't wear spandex, and you can see why. Uh, We're we're here to help you. Now, uh, I'm curious about the uh, accent choices you've made. I I really am. Uh, What were you going for? Is it a slightly gay John Wayne ordering avocado toast? Was that the... (laughs) Just just idle curiosity, I, 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 I've lived here a few whiles, you have to question why a British man would come to somewhere with earthquakes. I mean, obviously the weather's not that bad where I'm coming from. But, uh, but at the same time, why did you want to be great again? What, what, what is it that my country had that you so badly wanted to achieve? I, we've had it in the name for 2,000 years, it's not worked out for us. Uh, I, I'll give you an example. Uh, any, fr- any, uh, any fans of Jimi Hendrix in here? Any Jimi Hendrix fans? Right. He died in London. He choked to death on a British woman. That's how hairy they are. <laughs> I was raised on a farm. I knew how to shave a sheep. I'd have died otherwise. There's a reason I moved to America. There's a reason why I have an American wife who's a former U.S. Olympic swimmer. Nick down Alopecia. It's, it's a survival choice. I, I'm really lucky I have an American wife and, a, and an anchor baby just in case it doesn't work out. There's a, there, there is a, lot, there's a few things. That every time I'm on tape, it's really important. I love your president, and he has done so much for you, and you need to appreciate it. That's the quid pro quote. Daddy needs a green card renewal. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'm. Uh, I, I. I truly am blessed to be here. I. I was raised on on American culture. Uh. uh Airwolf, Knight Rider. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jukes of Hazard. I. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of Daisy Duke fans in here. Yeah. That got me through a lot of my teenage years and uh, my 20s, my 30s. Still occasionally on YouTube. Um. Those. Those. Because that's just no one's going to look at your YouTube history when you die. That's what I'm hoping for. That's 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 the plan. No, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm truly blessed to 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 live here. It's um, mine's been a lucky life. It really has, mainly because of the accent. I can get away with anybody here being pulled over by the police or a speeding ticket recently. Yeah, I'm looking at you. You look guilty. I uh, I am currently thirteen and oh, 13. Seriously, I cannot get a ticket. There are two reasons for this. First of all, my driving license has got 26 characters on it. A, the cop needs to be able to read. Mm -hmm. B, usually stops halfway for a donut, said the fat guy. Now, I, uh, I, I can't get a ticket. It's absolutely true. I genuinely believe, at this point, I could blow through a red light with three cops watching. A dead hooker in the passenger seat. A midget in the back seat of my Mini Cooper. Fucking a miniature quarter horse. Three kilos of meth on the dashboard. And when I get stopped, I'm getting a three cop escort to 7-Eleven to get some milk for the screaming anchor baby. You've been a wonderful audience. Please bring back your host, Pam. Have a great night, enjoy the show.
0: Big British John, everyone. Alright. See, that was you guys did great. That was really, really good. You were engaged and you were good clappers. I'm very, very proud of you. Yes. <laughs> you can tell the guy outside if he wants to come in. If you wanna if you do have to go in or out for any reason, it's in between people so that we can do that. Okay, he's gonna wait for the next one. Uh hey. Here we go, your next comedian. What a funny lady she is. I'm super super excited to have her at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Clap your hands together for Sharon Berzer.
2: (laughs) Hi, y'all. My name is Sharon Berzer, but you can call me sir. (laughs) Everybody does. I'm just not overtly feminine. It is not a part of my mystique. I could wear those Madonna cones or I could just not wear a shirt. <laughs> Excuse me, you need to cover them breasts, sir. <laughs> now, my girlfriend, the child bride, she is younger than me. And how I accomplished this was through the justice use of gummy bears, and a fully loaded muty pass. Because my lady likes to ride. <laughs> so I am that lesbian. I invented it. <laughs> Stop sexualizing me with your eyes, sir. <laughs> I have not shaved my legs since 1972. That is where my power comes from. (laughs) I have a full back tattoo. It is a Viking princess. She is riding a wolf. She is breastfeeding a baby. And in her free hand, she has a dream catcher. And then coming around this side, it's a rainbow Subaru.
3: <laughs>
2: it's being driven by Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> and on the top, in a rocking chair, playing the banjo, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> I like me some banjo. And up here, It's gonna go in in their room, the U.S. National Women's Soccer Team. I don't know shit about soccer, but I like me some lesbians. (laughs) Me and the child bride, we practice wicker, right? It, It involves the furniture and the full moon. And it takes place at the house. <laughs> Wicca is trademarked, and they have a dress code. <laughs> I just wear my lesbian negligee, which is sweats and a clean T-shirt, <laughs> and it is on.
3: <laughs>
2: Do not mess with me, or I will call upon Ratan Goddess. And your crops will fail. <laughs> Anybody in here got crops? <laughs> Failed. <laughs> I also have an army of guinea pigs. And they will come to your house and cause confusion.
3: <laughs>
2: I came to San Francisco 15 years ago from Mississippi I wanted to avoid lot beer and manufactured homes <laughs> I was the only lesbian in Mississippi they were afraid of me they were afraid that I would desecrate their women folk through the institution of holy matrimony like I was going to go up and down the aisles of the Piggly Wiggly or the dollar store like Godzilla just picking up women. I used to be something to behold and now I am gluten free. Thank you very much. having Sharon Berzer.
0: <laughs> so Sharon Berzer, everyone. All right. <laughs> yes. Okay, outside people. Now's the time. Inside or out. Inside or out. Inner Inside inside's better. Inside's better. Inside's okay. <laughs> I really want everybody i have good take. Okay. Uh, All right. Hey, everybody, I'm super excited about your next comedian. He runs an amazing show at Piano Fight. Clap your hands together. It's Kaiser Lieb! <laughs> rider,
4: Babies are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Babies are just tiny immigrants from the future. And sure, right now, they just want a handout and free health care. But you know later on they are going to be stealing jobs from hardworking millennials. (laughs) We should build a really tiny wall. I do everything that I can to avoid producing babies. I practice personality-based contraception. (laughs) You guys are out here, you're wasting money on condoms and pills. I am just the human equivalent of a Walmart t-shirt section. (laughs) The only thing that's even remotely cool about me is that I know how to build robots. My girlfriend, though, she is a sex machine. Yeah, I built her out of electric motors I bought on the internet. They were delivered from China. Now I have coronavirus. (laughs) Speaking of which, how on earth, there was one way to protect from the coronavirus that started in other countries? It was that we were gonna not let people who had the disease from the other countries into this country. How is it that Donald Trump is the one that fucked that up? (laughs) I think the best kinds of catangles is rectangles. I like them and buildings are them when the brick men were making the buildings they had a bunch of littler rectangles and they stacked them all up and now there's this place where the people can live and they can work and it is great. I leave my apartment rectangle I walk on the sidewalk made out of rectangles I go to my work tangle. (laughs) I ride the elevator rectangle up I open a rectangle door I press rectangular buttons on rectangular keyboard to make the rectangular lights on the screen change. And when I do a good job, my boss gives me rectangles. (laughs) (laughs) I take the rectangles to the store. I exchange for various goods and services. The store people give me back change. I do not like change. (laughs) Change is circle money. (laughs) So I do what any of you would do. I take the circle money outside and I give it to the homeless. Because they're comfortable with it that's what homelessness is is rectangle deficiency (laughs) there are some people who complain about the number of homeless people that we have in san francisco not me i embrace them not literally of course (laughs) every time i step over a pile of shit on the sidewalk i say thank you poop for making my rent cheaper (laughs) the other day i was walking to work and i saw this guy out there and he's hosing off the sidewalk I was like, hey, stop doing that. I like living in that rectangle. (laughs) Make it too expensive. Gentrification. So I decided I was going to do my part. I was going to help out. Sometimes I come downstairs, I go outside, and I take a shit. (laughs) I don't want them to know it's me, man. I will vary my diet. Some (laughs) days, some days I will eat nothing but fiber for like a week and I'll lay a nice structural Lincoln log just right there. Some days I'll eat nothing but ramen. I'm just out there spraying gang signs. (laughs) 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 Guys, I have been Kaiser Lieb. Thank you very much.
0: Kaiser Lieb, everyone. They're funny. (laughs) All right, your next comedian, he's all the way from Santa Rosa. Clap your hands together for Mike Nordstrom.
5: It is good to be in San Francisco because yeah, I had to drive through Santa Rosa. And it's weird, it's a weird place. because I was driving along the highway, right outside the highway is a big building. Outside of the building, a big sign. The sign says, affordable pet surgery. The sign says, affordable pet surgery. What fucking corners are they cutting that the other places aren't? <laughs> like who's this surgeon? Some grease ball with a pair of desk scissors that's all jacked up on dog Vicodin. <laughs> just, you know, working out of his mom's duplex basement, ending of Old Yeller playing on repeat. It's a weird place, it's where I met my girlfriend. Where and she um, she told me to go buy her uh, tampons at the store the other day. And that's like getting to third base in 2020. So I'm like, fuck yes. I was pretty jazzed about it. And it's not that they had different sizes for the tampons that threw me off. It was the M. Night Shyamalan style. They went about naming these tampons. Like, I've been to a shirt store before. So I know if you go to a place has a shirt has an S on it, it's a small I pick up the box, it says super. It's the biggest one they have. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like sounds like the new Avengers fucking movie. Like Crimson Tide rolling in with Captain Cramps. But I'm like, I have to get her the smallest one because I'm a gentleman. So I look at the other boxes, the other sizes, and there's one with an L on it. And I've been to a shirt store before, so I know there's a shirt with an L on it. It's a large. I pick up the box, it's a light, it's the smallest ones <laughs> they have. What the, f- I couldn't rationalize it. The only way I could really like let it set in if I compared it to Budweiser, cause like there's a heavier one, there's a lighter one. The only difference is that like one has an ABV and one has HPV, <laughs> one has a DUI, one has an IUD and one is a delicious beverage that you could just enjoy on a nice, warm summer day. And the other one is Budweiser. <laughs> I don't know, the first time I had sex with my girlfriend, though, super weird journey. We left the bar around 11.30. I kinda knew it was gonna happen. She kinda knew it was gonna happen. So I'm like, I gotta make a stop. She's like, where? She's a deep voice. She's like, where? I'm like, I gotta get condoms. She's like, okay. So I go, liquor store, closed. Walgreens, closed. And I start thinking, who sells condoms? And then it clicks. Safeway sells condoms. Condoms save sex. Condoms are the safe way to have sex. I mean, dots are connecting like a second grader drawing astrological signs. (laughs) So I get to Safeway. But to my surprise, condoms are locked behind a giant plexiglass case. Condoms are the safest thing inside a Safeway. (laughs) And like, like who are these reckless condom users they're trying to stop? You can go to Big Five right now and just pick a crossbow up off the shelf and then use that crossbow to shoot into a woman's ovaries. (laughs) But you can't go to Safeway pick condoms up off the shelf to stop you from shooting into a woman's ovaries. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I'm not embarrassed to buy condoms. Everyone has to do it. It's a thing. But having to go up to an adult who works at a grocery store and say, can you please open the condom cabinet for me? (laughs) It's a little embarrassing. And I think think my girl saw the weakness in my eyes. And so she's like, I'm going to go get somebody and she walks away um, to get someone because she wears the condoms in this relationship. (laughs) (coughs) And she grabs exactly who you imagine. Who do you imagine works the graveyard shift at a Cotati Safeway? That's exactly who Dougie was. (laughs) So Dougie unlocks the cabinet, I'm perusing. Which ones do I get? Do I get the magnums or something that fits? I don't (laughs) know. And behind me, Dougie's just talking wild shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Good job getting condoms, buddy. He sounds like my girlfriend. (laughs) Good job getting condoms, buddy. My ex called me last week, said I'm three weeks pregnant. I told that bitch, I haven't fucked you in a month, hung up on her. No one's going to trap me, buddy. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. She's looking at me. I'm like, this is the weirdest first date I've ever been on. You know the worst part of the whole story? I didn't even use the condoms. (laughs) 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 We ended up going back to her place, fooling around. I was about to come way too early, so I fell off my grandmother's tits, and then I came instantly. And now (laughs) I have a completely (laughs) different problem. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much. I've been Mike Nordstrom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mike Nordstrom, everyone. Fantastic! Oh, grandma tits! Yay! <laughs> All right, we'll figure out the ins and outs. Cool, awesome, sweet.
1: Yes,
0: we're back. Uh, your next comedian—it's—it's it's you. Oh. Yeah, let me do that again. Hey, your next comedian. He, I, I don't even know what I want to say about you. I don't want to say anything. I just want to say your name. Your next comedian, put your hands together. It's Ed Rubin.
6: Hello, San Francisco. I'm excited to be here. My name is Ed Rubin. I am married. Yeah, that was her reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife is a cat person. Any cat people out here? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I am a dog person. I keep telling her she's just cooking it wrong. (laughs) I know. Actually, she makes the best feline pie I have ever had. Yeah, yeah. Hey, when I joined my current company, they wanted to give me a drug test. Can you believe it? Do I look like I need a drug test? I said, hey. There is no need for that. I already know what I like. (laughs) Yeah, baby aspirin and Flonase getting me through the day, huh? (laughs) Let's talk about my romance department, not nearly as exciting as your romance departments. My romance department, my wife likes spooning. Spooning, you guys know what that is? You know, that's where you lay on your sides and you cuddle. It's very, very romantic. Yeah. I'm much more into forking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. It's not that I have to have sex. It's just knife to have. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Did you see what I did there? I just used all three of the major utensils in one joke. That's like comedy gold. Yeah. I used to have a line in there about a salad fork, but I decided to toss it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I thought that deserved a rim job. <laughs> I th- I think I meant rim shot. Rim shot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made that mistake a couple weeks ago when my wife was in the audience. Whew. Uh, she gave me such a tongue lashing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, you know they say the grass, the grass is always greener on the other side, which is how I found out my gardener is (laughs) colorblind. I came home last week, and my gardener was using my hoe. Well, I told her, get off the gardener, (laughs) put some clothes on, get in the house. You are grounded. I grounded her for two weeks. The first week, she had sex with my gardener. The second week was because she didn't get me a discount. I mean, really. (laughs) I mean, really, right? (laughs) Family. Family comes first. <laughs> I uh, I recently took up aerial photography. I hope she won't notice. <laughs> hey, I recently found out a lot of people liking like working retail because they know it like to know what time they're gonna get off work. It's a lot like the reason I like working in porn. I liked knowing what time I was gonna get off at work. (laughs) I get the schedule. Ooh, money shot, money shot, money shot. Woo! (laughs) It's 3 Pete Thursdays. (laughs) Those those are the best. All right, well, I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this. Uh, The other day, I was at a parking lot. I felt like I was at an orgy. I had to ask this guy to move so I could pull out, (laughs) but he was on something, so I had to wait for him to come too. And then after all that, I still backed into a pole. Anyway, (laughs) you guys have been great. Thank you very much.
0: Ed Rubin, everyone, hooray! All right, good. Are, there, are the other people done talking loud outside or are they still out there? It's a fi- Was it a fiasco? Did you handle it? Thanks so much. It was a fat fiasco. Cool, well, uh, so yeah, be remi- remember and sting that um, the camera's there and if you're gonna go back and forth in between the thing, you gotta crawl on the ground so that uh, everybody gets a good tape, yay! All right, I can let me go down the on-deck um, stuff. So Cody will be up next, then Aaron Atkins, then Brian Crowe, then David Stolowitz, then Stephen Asifo, then Polly Pop-Tart, and April Gallaty, And that's the whole list today. Um, and yeah, and um su- yeah, we're I'm gonna be I'm gonna get energy too, and we wanna, you know, like, yeah, yeah, we're doing great. We're holding fast, we're doing great. Your next comedian. Hey, I'm super excited to see him every time he's here at Mutiny Radio. Clap your hands together. It's Cody Abe. Oh
7: Oh, I thought when you're doing the on deck stuff, that was okay. Um, <laughs> hey, how's everybody doing tonight? You are doing good. Hell oh yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm feeling kind of weird. Like, I, I I drove here. I got out of the car. I kicked my door shut because that's the kind of day I was having, you know. And this guy like just says, I hear him say, he goes, "Karate, it's the Karate Kid." And I'm just like, dude, that's racist, man. Come on, like, the Karate Kid is from Jersey. And he's Italian. Like that's why they. <laughs> that's why they call him the Karate Kid. Like if he was Asian, he'd just be the kid, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm Asian. Like obviously, just fucking, just looking. M- people like to remind me that I'm Asian all the time. It's weird. Uh, it's like I forget or something. But, I uh, i mean, uh, I'm a Japanese-American man. I was born and raised in Hawaii, uh, so I have a lot of mixed feelings about Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> it was an important day for my family. It yeah. was. <laughs> it was the day that my grandfather decided if he was going to fight for the greatest country in the world or the winners, and... <laughs> can you guess which side he chose? Uh, it was the winners. Um... He fought in the war. Uh, he was a Japanese man living in Hawaii, fighting for a country that wanted to imprison him. Why did he do that? Because he was a sore loser. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this one's for me. <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, why are you in the war, son? Mamba mentality. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> like he just walked off the boat with a back-to-back World War Champ shirt already made, like <laughs> 45 years too early. <laughs> Uh, I'm a. I am didn't know what he did in the war, Uh, so I had to kind of, you know, search around and find out what he did. And I did find out that he did something very historically important. Uh, He didn't die. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I always get to laugh. So don't clap for that. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't want to fucking – I'd rather be, you know – Watching anime or something <laughs> in Japan—that'd be better. Um, He—he—I uh, he, I asked my mom what he did in the war, and she told me that uh, that his mom gave him a Christian cross necklace for him to wear before he was deployed to Italy. Uh, I was like, "Why?" And she was like, "So he didn't. So, so people didn't recognize him as a Jew." And I was like, <laughs> "What?"
4: Okay.
7: Uh, I was like, "Mom, <laughs> what the fuck?" <laughs> she was like, uh, "I mean, I mean, it, w- it was, it, w- it was a funny joke, right? Like, my mom's funny." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that's kind of weird, though, because the only like similarities that the Jewish and the Japanese have in common is pretty much the term "Jap," right? <laughs> You guys know what a Jap is? I mean, like, for Jewish people, it's the Jewish American princess. And for Japanese people, it's the slur. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's, you know. I mean, I remember when I found out what a Jap was. Uh, It was, uh, like, like probably five or six years ago. Tinder had just come out, and I was talking to one of my friends who matched with this girl. He was like... Dude, this girl is super awesome. We mesh, we like we like we have so many similar interests and I just I I think it's I think sh- I want to go on a date with her. It's just that I don't think that we're going to mesh culture like w- mesh because our beliefs aren't, you know, the same and uh, because she's a jap. And I was like, "Dude, what the fuck, man?" <laughs> come on. He was like, "No, no, no, no. I didn't mean jap." And then like he pointed at me and then I was just like, <laughs> just like Come on, dude. And then and I was like, dude, just let me see her picture. And then he showed me your profile. And then it said, it said like, hi, my name is Jessica. Uh, I am a Jap. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is this some kind of, like, fucked up Myers-Briggs test or some <laughs> shit? Like, I don't even, why would you even put that in the profile? <laughs> like, that. thank you, everybody. That's my time. I appreciate
0: you. Yay! Appreciate Yay. Go to Yabe everyone! Hooray! All right, your next comedian, he is from Chicago. So I'm (laughs) super excited to have him all the way here in San Francisco. Clap your hands together for Aaron Atkins!
8: What's up, guys? How are you doing? Great. Yeah, my name's Aaron. I'm from Chicago. Actually, originally I'm from San Francisco. I was born here. I was raised here. Um, Both of my parents are vegan still. So, yeah, I was raised vegan. That's why I look like how NPR sounds, right? It's (laughs) very... It's a cruel look for a kid, you know, I look like a thrift store mannequin, and I'm okay with it, you know, I think it's, I think it was a cruel thing to do to a kid, like when I was 15 I stopped being vegan altogether, you know, I didn't want to have like my mom, she's so thin that every time she buys a pair of Tom's shoes they donate the other pair back to her, you know, they're like, <laughs> you need them more, you know, having two vegan parents is like having two autistic parents, right, because even if you're not, like you're still going to act like it, you know. Like when I was a kid, my friends were listening to, like Tribe Called Quest. My favorite band was podcasts. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody else wear a This American Life T-shirt to school every Thursday and Friday? <laughs> nobody. It's just me. Yeah, I sitting down. Something else that's interesting about me: I, uh, I'm also a queer man. <coughs> yeah, hell yeah. Is it a diversity hire in San Francisco? Who knows? It really is in the Midwest. But it's just w- this is the part of the show I'd like to play a little game. It's called um. Is it gay porn <laughs> or is it kung fu that I slowed down? So <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a clip and I want you to tell me, is this gay porn or is it kung fu that I slowed down? <laughs> what do you think it is? Gay porn or kung fu? It's been slowed down. Kung fu? Kung fu? You're all wrong. It's a straight guy deadlifting. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Very political. <laughs> this, is my, this is my political satire. Thank you so much. Uh, what else is political? You want to hear my impression of a libertarian? Yeah. All right. H- how is that racist? Thank you. Um, <laughs> shoot, what else do I got? Um, this one will do great in San Francisco. Um, Trump bad? I uh, usually kills. All right, oh. shit. Like <laughs> that shit kills in San Francisco. Um, what else? Yeah, no, I, I, am a, I'm a queer man. It's fun, right? Uh, I'm bisexual. Boo. <sighs> I, I, you know, it's just like wh- I can't exist in a lot of queer space because I'm not like gay enough for people. And that's stupid. You know, like I just think that's dumb because you could. Gay culture's fucking huge. You know, you can grow up one side of it, never see the other. When I was a kid, I never watched RuPaul's Drag Race. I just didn't. You know, my gay TV show was Anderson Cooper 360. You know. <laughs> That's what I like a lot, you know? He's technically gay, you know? Like, if he had a flo- float in the Pride Prairie, he'd just be like a gray Honda Civic, you know? <laughs> it's like him and Buttigieg just going away from the black boat, just going that direction. <laughs> South, <laughs> peninsula. Yeah, I'll stomp that one out. <laughs> I'll take that laugh and I'll stomp it out, I don't care. Yeah, I, I, being queer and vegan in high school, like even here, blows <laughs> you know it <laughs> just sucks like as far as the social ladder it was like me the assistant principal and then like that kid with the Rolly backpack you know yeah. like the kids that believed me in high school were an anime club it's a true <laughs> fact really like one of the kids that believed me posted a video of himself doing katana choreography to evanescence <laughs> like on facebook on his public profile and he every day he called me he was like fag like how <laughs> how bro wasn't even because he, like, he was right, he didn't just, he just not, he didn't even know I liked Dick, he was like, yo, this guy eats vegetables? <laughs> 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 like a salad. <laughs> no, dude, gay. Yeah, when you have like, just people, like, making fun of your identity non-stop since you're, like, you know, a child, I think you got two choices in life, you know, you can be, like, a drug addict, or you can be a comedian, right? And, like, now I'm a comedian, you know, it's cool, but for a while... I used to be into drugs a lot. I used to be into like pills specifically a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, not like a Snoop Dogg way, like a Suge Knight way. You know, really into drugs. <laughs> when I, I used to d- actually do a uh, yeah. You know, when I was seventeen, I got really heavily into like heroin. Uh, I know it's heavy, but people don't like believe me when I say that, right? I, I don't look like I was I, I don't look like I was on heroin, right? I look like I was on Glee. Um. <laughs> but you know, but you know, you can do both, right, Sascary Monteith so much sweeter that <laughs> it's less laughs but it's sweeter on that last yeah. one you know it's sweeter when i was in treatment i, I uh, my first roommate was also a heroin addict and he was so wise you know because when i got there i was like i was like i didn't know what to believe i didn't know like what to do and he's like aaron don't listen to these guys because you can do heroin and still be perfectly fine <laughs> i was like how he's like just eat right <laughs> <laughs> exercise like every day do a
9: little bit of heroin?
8: My friend lived for like two years. <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah, that's great, man. But then I'll be old enough to drink, man. Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, wait, oh, I'm gonna I, I got one more half to that if you don't mind me finishing it. Uh the other people that were in that that, that group were fucking awful too. Like there's this one guy. We were like, Oh, why are we here? And he's like, Why am I here? I'm a master manipulator. Like it's a psych war dude. Apparently not. Like how <laughs> how good at <laughs> it? How good at it could you possibly be? <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm Erin Atkins.
0: Yay! All the way from Chicago. Hooray! Woo! Yay, Erin Atkins! Yay! Woo! Okay. All right. We're moving right along here. Uh, are are they they are going to be out or in? I'd rather them be in. Mm. I know. Ask them if they want to come in. Is everybody in? Okay. No, it's okay. I think that they're actually just open the door and I'll talk to them for just a sec because they are being a little loud. Hey guys, just keep the talk uh, down a little bit because it can bleed through the. B- we don't have any soundproofing. It's radio station. It's it's uh, it's a radio station with no soundproofing. Yeah. Um. All right. We're gonna. We'll wait for, for that to stop too. Okay. Cool. Let's get ourselves all back together and excited to. <laughs> Be on the tape put your hands together for your next comedian, it's Brian Crow! That's
10: the right kind of jam. (laughs) So my name is Brian Crow, and for those of you with dyslexia, that's crying Bro. Also known by my Native American Tinder name, swipes to the left. Uh, I am originally from the, uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, but I do spend a lot of time down in Los Angeles. And i got to tell you guys something. I do not, I do not for one minute understand what the competition is between these two cities. Really. I mean, think about it. Two best parts of the state, right? What the fuck are we fighting about? What we really need to do is come together, lock arms, and take out Stockton. <laughs> fuck Stockton. Fresno and Bakersfield, we're coming for you next. San Francisco's a weird fucking city though. We have a very odd sort of passive aggressive uh, homeless shaming thing going on. Right down like on Market Street, Mission Street, there's like enclaves of homeless people underneath buildings that have signs that say, we work. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta be thinking, uh, who's we? (laughs) But I do love California. California's a fucking great city. Hate the bike riders. Hate the fucking bike riders. Fucking pedaling down the middle of the street, fucking up traffic, talking about share the lane, share the lane. I'll share the lane when you can pedal the speed limit <laughs> uphill. So I got a bike see just exactly how far my hypocrisy would take me. Riding around, I gotta tell you guys something. We gotta learn how to share the lane. People drive like dicks. <laughs> <laughs> like that should be the slogan. Don't pedal like a prick and don't drive like a dick. I actually had to get rid of my car recently. I had to ditch it. Goddamn Amber Alert. <laughs> Grew up in Marin County, born and raised by hippies. For- Marin County, the birthplace of white privilege. Nice place, though. It's like you know, driving down the streets there. They have those signs that say, uh, drive like your children play here. So, you know, drunk. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, back on the dating scene again. Dating is, is a good time. We went to been divorced. That's always a really exciting thing. But back on the dating scene, it's kind of weird, uh, like doing the dating apps as you do. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but a year ago, a German corporation purchased uh, eHarmony. Yeah, they wanted a J date but, you know. Apparently, negotiations broke down under what the uh, Wall Street Journal described as a profoundly hostile takeover. (laughs) Dating is so weird now. In the wake of the Me Too era, it's bizarre. I was at a bar, asked the lady if I could get her a drink. I had to buy her consensual sex on the beach. (laughs) There's another lady, I said, Let me get you a drink. She says, Get me a martini. Dirty. Porn star. Dirty. So I tossed it in her face. So I'm gonna leave you on this little ditty. I like, to, uh, I like to go onto YouTube and see amazing young kids that are like singers, songwriters, right? So the other day I saw this five-year-old kid singing and playing the blues, amazing. Except for one thing. What does a five-year-old have to sing the blues about? I look around this room, everybody in here knows a little bit about loss, pain, and anguish. What does a five-year-old have? <laughs> the internet is down! The internet is down, I ain't got no connection! You know I can't play no fortnight, but I'm too young to have an erection, oh yeah. Let's dedicate this one to the ladies. <laughs> My mama won't nurse me, gave the nipple to another man. My mama won't nurse me, gave the nipple to another man. So there won't be number three, mama, you got to use plan B. You guys have been fun. up have Brian. Thank you so much. Good night.
0: Brian oh. Crow, everyone. The amazing songs, dialings, and Comedy, yes. All right. Moving right along. We're losing our people, so we got to be more energetic and more excited because we do Yay. want... Our last four, we w- I really want you guys to have good tapes. Is, is is April still outside or is she coming back in? She has a tape coming up. She's still outside. Dang it. Okay. All right. Your next comedian coming to the stage. He lives in San Jose. He's a very, a favorite. Put your hands together. It's David Stolowitz.
11: I recently realized after 35 years that people don't hate me because I'm gay. They hate me because I'm me. I am book smart and street stupid, that's the way it goes. I had a guy that was in love with me, he was agoraphobic. I wanted to help him get over his fear, so I took him to Montana, figured it'd be a gentle introduction. He ended up choking me out at the end of that trip, and this was before I was considered cool and sexy. (laughs) Now It just feels like Darth Vader is practicing on me every time I'm stressed. Good times, yeah. I live on a gay horse ranch in Morgan Hill. The people are gay, not the horses. As far as I know, (laughs) I haven't asked him. It's kind of a personal question, you know? We have a neighbor who's a cholo. He's one of these guys who's really overprotective and possessive of his girl. (laughs) He gets really upset whenever we say offensive things to her, like, good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Please pen up your goat so he doesn't eat our plants. You might not want to let your daughter get that close to that horse. Yeah. Um... I, uh, I'm a free spirit, i got to say. I have an adonable energy. I flow with the seasons, which is a nice way of saying I've never worked a job longer than a year and a half. <laughs> right now I'm working at a windows and doors company where seven grown men all run out into the streets when the ice cream truck comes. <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous at first, but then I saw they had rainbow sprinkles. <laughs> uh, what the hell? We'll make a political statement. <laughs> it worked out nicely. Um, we're surrounded by signs of the apocalypse, right? Now I hear Dollar Tree is raising their prices. (laughs) That's one of the four horsemen, right? Pretty sure I read that somewhere. Yeah, you gotta know there's been some lady who's been working there at Dollar Tree for over a decade. Used to think there was no such thing as a stupid question. And every day for ten years, somebody would walk up and ask, How much is this? Yeah, but think, like next week, she's have to stop for a minute and go, actually, it's 140 now, you know, tariffs. (laughs) I hang out in Santa Cruz a lot because I'm a big fan of the homeless. I don't know how to tell which side of town is the wrong side of the tracks when there's thousands of homeless people sleeping on both sides. (laughs) It's a real conundrum. Uh, For six months, I worked at an AM radio station Uh, called ksco it was a marketing position my job was to sell rush limbaugh's advertising window to the hippies of monterey bay guess how many sales i made (laughs) same amount of videos i have on youtube until now (laughs) thank you guys so much you have a great night
0: Stolowitz, everyone! Yeah! Tune in on Friday to a cult oubliette. He's coming back. He's had a podcast here at Mutiny Radio and it's coming back for the festival. Hey, your next comedian, clap your hands in a slappy like motion. It's Stephen Asifo! Yeah!
12: Yeah! came here to talk my truth. The most humble time I ever had in my life uh, was my junior year of college. I you know, I was in my sexual prime until I had erectile dysfunction. You know, I felt like I lost a leg. Like my third leg I had the you know, I had I had the morale of an amputee. It was terrible. Um, but then what happened is like the first time it ever happened to me, uh, I was with with this one girl, Amy, that I've been trying to get with for a while. Now, Amy, we're walking out of this the bar this time, and I've been eyeing her for a while because I saw her at a party about a month ago, and when she dropped her phone, she picked it up like this, right? She's just like this, like, you know, in her back. I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, like, she don't got no knees. I love it. She's so extra. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, I was like, she's definitely a freak. Like, I'm walking out now, like, you know, holding her hand, and she, I'm smiling like it's fucking elementary school picture, just like this, right? And I'm so excited. And then we get back to my place, because I was like, this is going, this is about to go so well. I'm about to lay it down. We're about to, I'm about to make her love me. And we start making out. It's getting hot and heavy. And in the moment like this, so you can feel like you're a member, and I real, and I feel like my member is not rising at all, and I start freaking out. Like in my head, I'm scared, I'm nervous, you know? Because like that, it's a scary thing when that happens. Because guys always get that face, it's like this has never happened to me b- before. And women get so, it's true. And women get so offended. Like if you didn't want me to come over, how can you just didn't tell me? Isn't my hair like I'm trying something new? Can we just talk about it? And I was like, look, don't. I'm figuring this out myself. Fuck. You know, like what? Like I was trying to say, like ladies don't apologize for stuff like that. Because if it was happening the other way around, like and a woman has like a you know sexual dysfunction, guys wouldn't care. They would only they would just walk up and say, "Hold up, let me spit on it real quick." Like that's all they would say. (laughs) It's a terrible method. That's all they would do. You know, but 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 this but this woman, you know, you know Amy, she she was a trooper. So you know, we're working it out and she started talking. It's not really happening. And then she just starts like going down on me, right? And it's, and it's going great. It's amazing, right? And I shed a thug tear, because um, I realized I'm still softer than a carnitas taco. <laughs> and you know, you could put a wet noodle in your mouth, but it won't make it al dente. So so now so now I, I have a decision to make. So I, I'm sort thinking to myself, like, I, I gotta tell her, like I, this this isn't working out right now. So I said, Hey, um, uh, I don't think it's gonna work out. She's like, What? What do you what do you mean? I was like, I I I don't know if I could do this right now. And she's like, Well, I'll you just put on a condom and we can figure it out. And I was like, and as much as I respect her, I was like, I can't do this shit. Like, sh- I'm, she's not going to make me look silly in my own house. Because, like, if I put a condom on, I want to be like a raccoon in an adult trench coat. Like, he clearly, <laughs> he clearly needs two more raccoons to fill this out, you know? Like, I'm, kind, I'm not doing this right now. So I was like, you know what? No, um, actually, I think I had too much to drink at the bar. Uh, I'm about to get some water. Do you want some water? You know, I'm, I mean, I'm, when I come back, I'm going to be ready. And it's a bold move to offer water when no physical activity has been had, uh, but I do it. So, like, I, I go out, and I'm grabbing some water. I start thinking to myself, you know, where did I go wrong? I was like, did I not exercise today? Did I have too many shots? Like, did I come already and just didn't know? Um, so, like, I'm, put, I'm putting this all together. I walk back in the room, and I was like, you I just got to, you know, got to go on, gun ho for it. You know, I got to adapt and compensate. Can't let this break me. So I go, so I go back in the room and then, you know, give her the water. She don't really give her that care about the water. I just not push on the bed and I was like, I just start eating around, right? It's like, oh, right, you know, delicately but passionately. I was like, this is what I'm gonna do now, right? Oh. and then it felt like I was like, you know, because I was running a show with no headliner, you know, like so my tongue is out. My tongue is up here doing like a twenty-minute set, right? And then I'm calling back. Is he ready to come out yet? No, he's nervous. Keep going. Keep going, right? So now I'm doing like the ABCs, blowing bubbles and shit like that. <laughs> Nothing makes sense, but I'm doing it. I'm trying to buy time to see if something will happen, right? And and luckily, the the best the best case scenario happens uh, where she uh, she just says like, "Oh, I've had enough." And I was like, "What do you mean you had enough?" He's like, "I think I came. I thought you just like spit all over me. I was like, I'll take the latter, um, and now we're dating um, because because <laughs> <that laughs> <laughs> the, the, the sloppy toby works both ways. The sloppy toby works both ways. Um, I'm in an interracial relationship, which is interesting uh, because you have to like tell the other person about your culture, and the the hardest thing about that is some shit is just too hard to explain. You know, like I had her over for Thanksgiving. And I don't know how to explain to her that two black women saying hello sounds like a fight's about to break out. Um, You know, some shit you just got to experience. You know, my cousin came around the corner and all we hear is, bitch, is that you? Girl, I was just talking about you. How come you ain't check my phone? Check your phone. Check your phone. And my girlfriend turns to me and says, oh my gosh, should we break this up? And I was like, no, no, this means they like each other. (laughs) Thank you guys very much for the time. My name is Stephen Asifo.
0: Even a everyone. Yay! All right, two comics left. You're holding it together. I'm so proud of you. Okay, sorry my pants are falling down. A All right. Okay. Yes, uh what's well pop Poperton and it's April Galady. All right. Hey, everybody, I'm super excited for your next comedian. She is going to be Polly Pop Tart at the host of the El Rio Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival special show on Wednesday, the 4th. But here, right now, put your hands together for Polly Pop Tart.
13: Hi, can I have your attention? Can I have your attention, please? <laughs> Thank you, I love attention. A little bit more about me. Uh, gender pronouns are very important to me. My gender pronouns are she, her, or that queen. <laughs> I also respond to this bitch. So I live in Oakland, which means I dodged three bullets and walked through fire to get here. And that was driving the entire way. Uh, my husband and I were married. Oh my God, I love your ring. Where'd you get it? Uh, My husband and I live in Oakland in our own loft apartment which we can afford because we're both very successful. (laughs) He has a business that he built from the ground up and I married well. Now you may not know my name yet and that's okay. Neither do most of the men that I've dated. (laughs) So let me introduce myself. My name is Polly Pop, Tart, the original drag intro comedian. I do drag queen intros. I've got a great cast that I can't wait to introduce, but I'm going to need your help. So when I say, oh, oh, you say, is she ready? Let's give it a try. Oh, oh. Is she ready? She may be bad at algebra, but she can always find her ex. (laughs) Welcome to the stage, Carrie the One. (laughs) Thank you, Carrie the One is a real queen. She always has her legs at the right angle. And she loves to multiply. Oh-oh? Is she ready? She's the murderer that no one saw coming. Welcome to the stage, Helen Killer. (laughs) Helen? Oh, I'm so sorry. Helen Killer couldn't make it. She got another gig. Gotta love that blind ambition. (laughs) Oh-oh? Is she ready? She's the New York queen who has a really bomb smokey eye welcome to the stage nina Levin towers <laughs> thank you nina Levin towers her performances don't always land but if you've seen one i'm sure you'll never forget so now that i've given everyone from new york ptsd i'm going to tell you about the time i hooked up with a pastor at a nude beach <laughs> Now, I didn't know he was a pastor when I met him. I dropped my knees out of habit. But the pastor was so cute. He reminded me of Jesus on the cross, because he was hung. And like Jesus's hair, because he was uncut. So after Sunday servicing, I noticed a burning sensation on my body. Have you ever had that after hookup? Yeah, aren't sunburns the worst? I bet you thought I was going to say chlamydia. That's also bad. Oh, oh. Is
14: she ready?
13: She's the 11th plague Moses put upon the Egyptian people. Welcome to the stage, Sandy Buttcheeks. So after swallowing the body of Christ, the pastor gave me his number, and I was supposed to call him, but I didn't get around to it because I got busy. Fast forward another week, and I found another burning sensation in my body, and this one itched. Have you ever had that after a hookup? Yeah, isn't scabies the worst? Yes. <laughs> so I call the pastor, ask him how he thinks he got scabies, but when he answers the phone, he answers with, hello, I'm director, guilt. I thought it was my mother. <laughs> so I asked him and he said that he probably got it, probably got scabies from all the homeless people that he helps, which was so rude. I already felt guilty about not calling him back. And now I had feel guilty about never volunteering. <laughs> I swallowed his communion. <laughs> as much as it sucked getting scabies from a pastor I met on the beach, at least it wasn't crabs. Thanks, Jesus. Uh, I feel feel weird saying the word, thanks, Jesus, because I grew up in a mainly Jewish home. See, I have a Brooklyn Jewish mother who's also a personal trainer. Is anybody else wondering how I went from talking about blowjobs to talking about my mom? (laughs) Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Oh, oh. Is she great? She helps women lose weight by selling their organs on the black market. Welcome to the stage, Jenny Craigslist. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. My name is Polly Pop-Tart, one L, two T's. Polly Pop-Tart, everyone. Yeah. And
0: go see her host at the El Rio show on the 4th. It's going to be amazing. We have one last comedian. We're going to keep that energy going, and we're going to clap, and we're going to give her a great tape. You don't know any of her jokes, so you're going to love it. Yeah. Hey, everybody, put your hands together all the way from Portland. It's April Galady.
15: Yay. Hey. Hey, everybody. My name is April Gallaty. I am originally from Georgia. That's where I get this wonderful little accent from that I can't get rid of. I know I sound like Paula Deen. <laughs> This This accent is thick with butter and assumed racism. <laughs> you know, and I've kind of just gotten to where I've started calling my accent my dick, because I'm... S- <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck with it. It stinks, and every time I pull it out in public, somebody gets offended. <laughs> My accent is a little thicker right now than normal because I just visited Texas, and it was when I got back to Texas, and I was like, cowboys. Oh, that's what I miss about the South. I mean, you could take the girl out of the South, but you cannot make her stop wanting to ride cowboys for like eight <laughs> seconds, you know. Oh, man. I. <laughs> Well, being from the South, you know, uh, we use our sirs and ma'ams a lot. You know, like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, fuck you, sir, whatever (laughs) you say, punctuate it correctly. Um, But I moved out to the Pacific Northwest about 13 years ago, and I found out real quick people out here do not like to be called sir or ma'am. I got called to HR within two weeks of my first job because a coworker said I was being ageist because I refused to stop calling her ma'am. I'm like, oh honey, no. I'm not being ages when I call you ma'am. It's just at work. I can't call you a cunt, so. (laughs) It's (laughs) not fair. Let's see, a little bit about me. I'm 47 years old. Thank you. Um, My birthday is 420. (laughs) Yeah, everybody celebrates my birthday. Uh, there's only two problems with my birthday, two bad things about it. It's also Hitler's birthday.
3: <laughs>
15: it's also the day Columbine happened. So, yeah. And people ask me, they'll go, like, how do you celebrate your birthday knowing all this? And I'm like, well, I'll smoke a bowl, put on my favorite trench coat, and go invade Poland, you know. So. <laughs> I mean, you can only roll into Poland in a tank so many times, and they will take away your visa, I promise. <laughs> uh, what else about me? I have been married for 24 years Thank you to the same man, yeah, and I know how I look. I look like I just left my second husband for my first wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't play for the team, I just look good in the uniform, that's all right. <laughs> and we have an 11-year-old hysterectomy. Hysterectomies are everything you've dreamed of and more, ladies. It's, it's all pretty panties, clean white sheets, and unlimited unprotected sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of like winning a season's pass to, to a ski slope, but somebody went to the mountain and grabbed that ski, that m- ski slope and dropped it off in the desert, because there is no moisture for as far as the eye can see. Like, I got my skis on and I am ready to go. No snow. It's not fair. <laughs> Um, I had uh, what was called a partial hysterectomy. Do you guys know what that is? That means that I have the original box and accessories. I just had the packaging pulled out, you know. (laughs) Think about scooping it out like a melon, you know. And as I was coming out of surgery from this, my husband uh, meets me, you know, in recovery, and he goes, Hey, babe, do you think if I took a flashlight and put it in your vagina and turned it on, do you think your belly would light up like a (laughs) jack-o-lantern? It didn't. It didn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <physically laughs> Um, Being from the South, uh, I went to what's called redneck school, uh, 4-H. Do you guys know 4-H? Uh, do you know what the 4-Hs stand for? They stand for head, heart, health, and hands. Uh, I almost failed redneck school because I am not good at that head part at all. <laughs> But, man, I can give a hand job with all my heart. (laughs) Like my health depended on it. Um, I was actually, one time I was giving my husband one of those famous hand jobs I learned in high school, and uh, I had too much lube, and I slipped and popped myself in the mouth, (laughs) and I broke my tooth. So I end up at the dentist's office, and I'm laying there on my back, and he's digging around in my mouth, and he's like, Wow, you've got a tiny little mouth. And I'm like, I know, and please keep that a secret. My husband thinks he has a gigantic cock. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. I'm April. Yay! Thank
0: you. Yay! April Gallagher, everyone. Hooray! Well, we did it. Yay! Yay! Clap it up for yourselves for sticking around and being a part of everybody's video. And and hopefully these all come out super, super awesome. We're gonna, we have a Mutiny Radio um, YouTube, finally. Uh, thanks to John Garside, he set that up for me because I, don't know how to do that (laughs) Uh, and to Dom for doing all the taping and they're all going to be available at some point in the future you know whenever Uh, but there'll be tapes and they'll all be there and they'll have your name on them and it'll scroll over and it'll say Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 and there'll be a little watermark at the end and and I really hope that they all work and that you guys are all happy with them and uh, does it and meet me at the closet if you haven't gotten your t-shirt package yet it's a t-shirt and a little pin and a little bracelet, because you can come to any and all of the shows that are here. And just so you all know, um, Sharon was a part of a bunch of them today in April. We have um, podcasts during the day, and it's kind of been real loosey-goosey, which I've sort of liked, so if you don't have anything going on, just come out here between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. and um, be on a podcast and hang out and be part of the festival. It's, you know, super cool. So the more hungry you are, the more, like, Mike Hudak's been on, like, 12 things already out of (laughs) out of 21 like some crazy number he's like just hanging out so um, feel free to do that and then tomorrow night again is the party at Asiento there's free food and I'm gonna have a bar tab for everybody so it starts at 8.30 obviously the bar tab will disappear as the night goes on so if you want a drink get there early and thank you all for being a part of the festival this year yay yay Yay! and uh, clap it up for George running the ones and twos and back thank you yay
16: we uh-huh. sorry, like I'm sorry, why, it's not easy. Your head filling lies And do you despise me If I
3: try Why
16: Jesus is the son
6: smiley, so here's here's the blue.
14: <laughs> rolling, cowboy.
17: And then, um, yeah, I was going to do a whole thing about that. I don't have enough time. Uh, Let's see. Moving on. um, I I was rereading the Harry Potter books recently. I think those books are a little bit racist. Let me explain. Uh, So there's four different houses, right? There's in the dark.
0: Back to the pew. All right, clap your hands together, everybody, for Hunter. Stare. Oh, yeah, quick, quick,
18: quick. Like a bunny. Is this even working? Oh, it is working. Uh, The agenda. which the top of my head, I can't think of anything because I suck at writing, but 40 <laughs> 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 guys. C- but there <laughs> could be a...
0: Say Starbucks sizes, whatever. You
18: know.
0: Clap your hands together, everybody! Mike Nordstrom! <coughs> <coughs> Mike Nordstrom! yay you Yay! Your next comedian, another local guy. Clap your hands together for Sam Carroll! <coughs> <coughs>
9: Alright, I, I, I got one. Hot Gooch Taint Vagina. You like that one? You can keep that one. <laughs> mm. Is it is it hot because it's sexy or because she's been doing cable rows? We don't know. Why is her taint hot? Eh. You get a hot taint that way. No one got that really? You try rubbing your taint against a bench at 24 Hour Fitness, you get diseases. What's up guys, my name is Sam Carroll. I, uh, I live with my parents, I live with mom and dad I call the female mom, and the male, David. It's always felt a little bit weird to me to call another man dad, or daddy, just a little bit gay, you know. So I just call him Dave, or Big Dick Dave. What's up, Dave? I saw it in the shower one time. It was cool. It was all right. That would freak most people out, you know, but it comforted me, because I just knew I was going to be packing heat when I was older. It's all good. You know, because most young guys going through puberty, they're like, oh, gee, I sure hope mine's big on the other side of this. Not me. Not me at all. I'll just go up to his door. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, what's up, boss? Let me get a look. Yeah, I got nothing to worry about. I'll be all right. But it's funny, though, because I ended up getting all my mom's dick jeans. Yeah. How do I know that? You got to knock on a few uncle doors. It's fine. It's all right. Probably did not have to knock on my mom's brother in law's door, but you can never be too sure. Yeah. The big irony is, you know, at, at the end of the puberty, the end of the pubescence, my dick did end up looking most like my mom's brother in law. So we have that to bond over. That's great. Is this, uh, is this an STD room? Are we STD friendly? Stop. End the stigma. Stop using condoms, that's what I say. Um, I'm not really afraid of STDs. What I am afraid of is sexual fetishes that I'm not ready for, you know? Crazy fetishes. Like I was in the TL the other day, that's the Tenderloin for you uh, traveling comics, and uh, I had a little bit of a road rage, I'm not going to lie, I had beeped my horn at the car in front of me, and this young woman came over to see if I was okay, right, as one does. So I uh, let her in my car because she knew about some party. Sh- she didn't speak English. She just knew this one word, party, party, party. It's was like, woo, let's go to a party. All right. Um, she starts touching my leg as we're driving to this party. And I'm thinking, I might, I might have sex with this woman before we get to the party. But it turns out, money fetish. She had a money fetish. She would not do anything for less than $15. What the fuck? I told her, no way, Jose, am I going to pay for sex? And Unless you quit all that trash talking, we are not going to go to this party. I'm going to turn the r- car around. Start acting like a lady. She wasn't the only one in the car with a, uh, a fetish, though. I have a fetish myself. It's a rare one among young white men my age. It's a uh, consent fetish. Yeah, it's very rare. Yeah, nothing nothing gets me horny like a, a woman who is ag- agrees to have sex with me. Oh, yeah, 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 I come prepared too. I got my consent papers on me, got them here today. I normally keep them tri-folded in my back pocket. Um, I like to go up to women at the bar and ask them if they'll sign my permission slip. Yeah, which, uh, you know, it's turned out pretty well for me. I've had a lot of sex doing that, you know, because it's contractually obligating. I hang out at a lot of lawyer bars. It's uh, a pro tip yeah all right I, uh, I used to date a girl with the choking fetish and uh, you know I know what you guys are thinking it sounds like a, it sounds like a lot of hard work but uh no it's not it's it's a lot less work if she's got a peanut butter allergy or a peanut allergy and I know you guys are doing the math right now you're like what? like peanut plus Hitler mustache equals doggy style yes all right guys it's been my time my and
0: we shit. Sam everyone.
14: The food is darn good. When the you got women, you got women on your mind. Have a drink, have a drive, go out and see what you can find. If her daddy's rich, take her out Sailing in the sea We're always happy Lives we're living, yeah. That's our philosophy.
19: you play well the picture is changing now you're part of a crowd they're laughing at something the music's loud a girl comes towards you you once used to know you reach out your hand but you're all
15: and I got my radio station on for Rodney on the Rock.
10: She doesn't even – I still haven't had sex because I just get off to the someone agreeing part. Like that's how big the fetish is. Like all they have to do is say yes, and it's like, oh, that's good for me. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Or and then you can say backtrack, just kidding, guys. I fuck all the time. It's contractually obligated, Ah. right? Something like that, yeah.
17: Dope. A couple of notes. One, I think just like purely order, uh, start with choking fetish, then go to money fetish, then finish with consent fetish. Okay. I because like choking fetish, you know, you, you warm people Alright. up to the whole idea that we're talking about fetishes, and that's a pretty common one. So <laughs> it, it it lays a good foundation.
9: Yeah, I've been like structurally really routine in the, in the structure. It doesn't re- I don't really need to order them any specific way. So that's a good point. Thank you.
17: And then, uh, as far as I, I really liked the uh, all like the dick jokes and everything like that. The way that it started out, I like the idea that your dad doesn't want you to call him dad or daddy. Like he's the one who doesn't want it because um. he's like that sounds gay. I would. So you call me Big Dick Dave. Yeah, yeah, okay. I like that. I like it. Like like it's like a kind of like because you people get the image of like oh it's like a cold reserved uh, sort of like homophobic father and then you twist it with the Big Dick Dave. That's so uh, yes. Yeah,
0: so it's not him. who's the.
9: Yeah,
17: yeah So you're not the homophobe. Not like your dad's a your dad's homophobe. I'm but always it looking turns to put the homophobia
9: on someone else. So. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. exactly. People will appreciate that. And yeah. then you
17: twist it with the big dick Dave. And it's uh, it's just I think that'll be magical. I think that'll warm the cockles of some people's hearts. You're a magical hunter. Thank you. Uh,
9: I'm also always shucks. looking to cut shit yeah. out. So if you're like, I didn't like that at all. You don't need it. Just tell me, please.
18: I was thinking I really like the the money fetish punchline. It's fucking great. But I was thinking if you want to cut shit out, I think you can get to it faster by saying like I'm a you know, do the setup of like uh, you know, I'm afraid of like these fetishes that I'm not ready for and then I like I picked up this girl and before we even got that before we even got to the party or whatever, she wanted money or something. She had a money fetish. Like you could just jump right to it because I know you were talking like party, party, party. You were having a conversation with her. You could just get to it faster if you want to cut shit out.
9: I was trying to make it look like she's a prostitute. Yeah. I yes. Yeah, I would like
18: personally. This is <laughs> how I would approach obviously. it if you want to cut stuff out. Yeah. Is like make people think that you're actually picking up a date, and she ends up being a prostitute, and you're saying that she has a money fetish, and then it, you know, it tells people, oh, you picked up a prostitute, not an actual date. I don't know. Okay.
4: The uh, the your mom's brother-in-law reveal is outstanding. I don't think you need to mention the brother-in-law before the reveal though and that it hits harder that way. Thank you.
15: Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because you did it last night like that, y- that the surprise was that it was your mother's brother-in-law that your dick looked look like the most, but then in this one you added him before. So I was like, oh. No. oh okay. <laughs> but it was so fucking, yeah, it's just it's a hilarious bit. You just mentioned him twice. Okay, so. thank you. Um, I think
5: at the beginning you kind of, oh, sh- there we go. <laughs> um, Instead of going, you had a little long at the beginning joke where you call your dad